a checker. Yo, it's the arc in the flesh. Of course, I'm fresh. Yes, I'm living for the funk like I was Lord Finesse. Last night, I screamed till I lost my voice, I guess. Had a few things left to get up off of my chest. Like I'm facing the fact that I'm not what my mom wanted. Only gold plaque that I got. Not the Quran on it. I flipped your eviction notice over, wrote a song on it. Like to hear it, here it go. Like your spirit, clear your soul. If I would have known that tonight was ladies' night, I would have stopped and swabbed my balls with the baby wipe in the van. Hold your sorry little life in my hand. Watch me toss it in the sky and swing right for the stands. Battling me's like trying to ride your bike in the sand. I'ma eat one more helping, then I'm wiping my hands. Are you frustrated rappers? Must hate the fact that I walk in first half. Have so much ladies gasping for breath. Trying to catch me with the ass in the chest. I ain't trying to be rude, lady. I'm just passing the test. Got enough hassle and stress. So one woman cashing my checks. I'll take the compliment and pass on the sex. We like brother, brother, brother. How you make them get down? Come straight to your town. Vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there on star quality. Brother, brother, brother. How you make them get down? Come straight to your town. Vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there. Uh-uh. You ain't hardcore. You sophomore than Shamar Moore. In a tight shirt saying, let's slow this train down, y'all. Your stink hole spills a whole lot of nothing. Got the nerve to look eye in the eye. You got it coming while your woman not a face to the beat. You're tasting defeat. Wiping the waste from my cleats. Between the space and your teeth. Irrigate your facial features all hung down. That little dumb frown is perfect for salt water to run down. Talk harder to some clowns cause they need it rough. Make sure they never sleeping deep enough to dream of beating me. What? My style's a little belligerent, isn't it? Considering that I'm belittling men with little more than my pad and my pen and my sentiments. Whether it's your core scratching or whack track blasting. Your whole approach to rapping is ass cracked backwards. Got to see me in the spot and act salty. Stressing you save hip hop. You can't even save a whack party. Brother, 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 how you make them get down? Come straight to your town, vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there on star quality. Brother, 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 how you make them get down? Come straight to your town, vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there. And the Preachers say, uh, and the choir say, uh, and the preachers say, uh, and the choir say, brother Riley is too. 150 pounds of piss and vinegar Few tried to sit me down They missing limbs and I got nothing on But a lifestyle, black tuxedo And Aretha Franklin record And I'm rocking Captain Ego like Done dada, shit get done proper There's only three reasons I leave with Nita Ramada One to move the bowels Two to steal the towels Three shave shower, pray for my spiritual power I can handle this if my man Ant would just give me a chance To splatter semantics across his canvases Damage is unavoidable at this point I twist Joints till they pop lock. Too loud and get your knock rock. I'm too proud to let you hopscotch through the section of the earth that I occupy without making you testify. Best that I can do for you is ignore you. Cause I'll proudly conquer you if I explore you. Words from the brother, 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 brother how you make them get down. Come straight to your town, vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there on star quality. Brother, 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 how you make them get down. Come straight to your town, vibrating the ground. Keep the people out there scared of making a sound. That's our policy. We step out there. And the preachers say, uh, and the choir say, 
Tomcat's ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority. He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. What's going on, everybody? What is up? Oh, man, feels so good to be back, everybody. How's it going? I am the governor of Sports from the great state of Minnesota, Vince Wright. And I am so glad to be back. Uh, first off, hope everybody had a great holiday last weekend. Um, Mom Bell whipping up some good food. Went over to my uh, mother-in-law's as well. Had some good uh, turkey mashed potatoes over there. And, man, what can you say? The holiday season is here. Chilled out with a little Charlie Brown last night on the tube. So, you know, Christmas is right around the corner, man. But the one thing I got to say is we are back and we are here to talk some sports. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, first off, again, you're listening to Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I am very happy to be with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. First lady is in the uh, west wing of the executive mansion. I am in the situation room, as always, bringing you the latest on Minnesota sports and the national scene as well. So much to get through tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, we got uh, some sound from the Big Ten Network with the uh, new uh, coach of the year in the Big Ten Conference, Kurt Ferenz, uh, doing his thing down there with the undefeated Iowa Hawkeyes. We also have a quick bit of sound with the lovely Taylor Rooks and the Offensive Player of the Year, and that is Ohio State's Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Loving it, man. Loving it. So... Glad everybody is out there in the chat room. I want to say what's up to Miss Thorny Switch, uh, all the way down from the Georgia coast listening. My mom is in there, K3000, Jungle Brother. And I am actually doing some different things with my phone tonight, folks. So I I might be a little slow on the chat room, otherwise known as the House of Representatives. But glad everybody is checking in tonight. Uh, First Lady in there. Um, What can I say, man? Just glad everybody's in here um, doing their thing and enjoying the show. So lots of stuff to get to, man. We got so much happening here on the Minnesota scene uh, from our Gophers that we're going to get to go for football in the second segment. Uh, We got a lot of information there. Uh, Coach Clays, the uh, interim coach who got the, uh, the job, has made, has uh, fired his first two coaches. We'll get into that because that's uh, very interesting because they're supposed to be there for the continuity of the program. So we will see what happens there. But one of the other things we need to get into as well is just kind of catch you up on some of the non-revenue sports over at the U of M. Lots of good things happening for the women's volleyball team. They are the number two seed in their region. Yes, yes, yes. Gotta love it. And by the way, they'll be playing. 
Oh, extended. Crowd loves that. Studio audience really digging that. But they play Friday over at the Women's Sports Pavilion, I believe at 530. I'll give times um, verified on that. But they play Jackson State in the first round of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament. So good luck to the women volleyball team. Go Golden Gophers. All right, uh, women's hoops team. Uh, Rachel Banham has now become the all-time leading scorer, and uh, she passes Lindsey Whalen. All right, all right, all right. Yes, right. She passes Lindsey Whalen, and she wound up with 2,287 points and counting. Um, that's the number that she hit um, that passed Lindsey Whalen. So congratulations to Rachel Banham over at the University of Minnesota women's basketball team. They were down in Puerto Rico. They lost uh, to Auburn down there, 81-79. to But, you know, anytime you get to go play basketball in Puerto Rico and get away from this Minnesota winter because it's a little cold up here now, definitely take that as well. So congratulations to them. Um, women's hockey team keeps winning. And, oh, unfortunately, however, the men's team – you know, I'm really starting to wonder about this hockey team over here because they got swept by St. Cloud State. St. Cloud State's um, obviously a good program, one of the better programs in the country. But again, the the arena over there, Mariucci Arena, was half empty. And I know it's uh, Christmas time, money's tight for people who don't, don't necessarily have uh, money to spend on these tickets. These tickets are very expensive nowadays. But to see a half-empty Mariucci Arena for an in-state rivalry game like this is really disheartening. And I'm really starting to wonder if the uh, Minnesota hockey program, most vaulted one in the country, at least one of the top three programs in the country uh, history-wise, is uh, starting to see some uh, hard times. And I think that putting them in this Big Ten hockey conference has definitely hurt them. They don't play North Dakota. They don't play UMD a lot. They only get a couple shots at a couple in-state teams for um, this North Star uh, tournament that they have in St. Paul every year. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens for the men's hockey team here in uh, Minneapolis here over the next couple years because something has got to change over there. And it may be uh, Don Lucia's time to resign as well. So go for men's last night in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They come back and get a very nice win over a good Clemson team. That's right, Golden Gophers. They come back to win 89-83 over the Clemson Tigers. Freshman Jordan Murphy scored 24 points and had 10 rebounds for his first double-double. Jordan is the San Antonio Player of the Year down in that area, so... Uh, could be a decent player that is being developed by Coach Patino over there. So the Gophers have four more games to finish out in their non-conference um, uh, schedule here. And the Big Ten's right around the corner. And just to give you a quick update on the monitors here, we actually have Ohio State and Virginia in their Big, Big Ten ACC Challenge game. And Ohio State is up 42-40. to 40 with 13 minutes left in the second half. Virginia is a top 10 team, by the way. They're ranked number 10 coming in uh, to this game. So uh, if Ohio State can win here, I guess it's a, a little bit of an upset. All right. What else do we got here in terms of uh, Gophers? Um, oh, uh, look for uh, the Gophers. And this is just my opinion here as uh, we are heading into our first break. 
Um, look for the Gophers to hire Beth Getz as uh, the athletic director here in the next few weeks. I think that she, at least in the president and the administration and the Board of Regents' eyes, has done a good job with everything since the firing of her predecessor for sexual harassment charges. And I definitely think that you will hear her name uh, be final or put in as the uh, official athletic director here in the next few weeks, possibly even before the uh, first of the year. Nice little Christmas present for her. But um, we'll touch on this a little bit in segment number two. So lots of stuff going on. Like I said, people, I mean, what can you say? Um, You know, Vikings doing their thing. They're back in first place and all kinds of fun stuff. So let's do this. We're going to take our first break here. We're um, a little bit past 13 minutes in. Uh, Segment one, uh, sports done right. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Gophers. We're going to talk about the Big Ten championship game, Iowa, Michigan State. We're going to give you a couple sound bites for that as well. Um, Stay tuned here, man. It's going to be a fun night on sports done right. And then we got cooking with the microwave. Patty cake, patty cake microwave, as he likes to say. Everybody stay tuned. Got a little CeeLo Brown here for you. Bright lights, bigger city. We'll be right back.
When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. Yes, we are back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? 
wonderful Tree Taylor on the vocals there. Appreciate her. And glad everyone is back. Um, big hockey game here. Minnesota Wild, they're up 1-0 at the end of the first period over my Chicago Blackhawks down in Chi-Town. And we are actually watching a one-handed basketball player for the University of Florida hit jump shots. Florida is up 74-53 on the University of Richmond. I was just flipping channels here as we were coming back from break and noticed this guy. I was trying to get a name here, but uh, incredible. A one-handed basketball player hitting shots in the, in the Division One game. So, ladies and gentlemen, go for time. Yes, indeed, folks. The season has finally come to an end. And we're just going to cut that rouser music right there because that's all they got. The Minnesota Golden Gophers lose 31-21 to Wisconsin. The score wasn't even that close. And, you know, we, we won't, we're not even going to deal with the game so much. Uh, this is the 12th straight loss to the University of Wisconsin for Paul Bunyan's Axe. The longest tenured trophy in college sports for all you Southern brothers down there listening to the show, if you didn't know that. So, the day after the game, Coach Tracy Clays has now decided that he is going to fire his offensive coordinator, Matt Limegrover, and quarterback coach um, Zimbrowski there, uh, Coach Jim Zimbrowski. Now, this is, at first, you, Minnesota's real divided on this in terms of how they feel about Coach Clays. I think it's kind of a 50-50 split right now. Obviously, people want to try and give him his, uh, his time and his due. It'll cost the Gophers to nothing to get out of his contract next year, by the way. If the Gophers have a subpar record or, say, maybe go 6-6, six and six, um, it only cost him half a million dollars to buy out of the contract, so that's nothing. And at first, I was one of these guys that thought, hmm, okay, well, we talked about the continuity of the team and how we had to hire Tracy Clays because, you know, we had to keep the recruits and just keep everything going. And, you know, he was Jerry Kill Jr. Well, since uh, Coach Clays has taken over, we found out uh, today the our fourth uh, recruit has uh, decommitted to the University of Minnesota, and we'll get into that here in a quick second. Because a couple good players now have uh, taken themselves away from the university. And so, like a lot of people here in Minnesota, the Gov was upset with some things. But let me tell you something. I started thinking about this a little bit more from Tracy Clay's point of view. And, and folks, there's a lot of folks from Minnesota that listen to this podcast on demand and unfortunately can't be in the chat room. I would love to get some of these people on the phone line here coming up in the future. But let me say this. Tracy Clays has one shot to get this thing right. And if he feels that, you know what, he wants to go in a different direction. Well, folks, this is why you hired him or you wanted him to be the head coach. This is what head coaches do. Uh, do I agree with the move? Uh, right now, I kind of do. Madeline Grover seemed to be kind of predictable. He seemed to just rely uh, a lot on uh, Mitch Leidner. 
and we we all know about Mitch Leidner and and, and his play here at the university. But, uh, you know, this is a very interesting take because all of a sudden now Tracy Clays has a lot of detractors. But, you know, since the coaching staff of uh, Jerry Kill arrived in 2011, the Gophers' best finish nationally in scoring offense had been 69th. Okay? 69, that don't get you nowhere. So all the, the hard-suffering folks down in Georgia and whatnot, try working with the offense down like that, and by the way, uh, Georgia is up by two points over Oakland University out of Michigan, and there is 15 seconds left here. So we'll go. This is on the uh, SEC Network feed here in the Situation Room. But yeah, so the Gophers' offense is, uh, you know, never been nothing uh, fancy. You know, never been nothing that uh, really scared anybody. So maybe this is what's needed, folks. Maybe this is just what's needed. You never know. So Clay's made a decision. Maybe it'll improve uh, the performance of this team. We never know. And, um, you know, the fact that he did do this, um, you know, instead of just keeping them around, maybe uh, uh, moving around responsibilities and whatnot, well, you know, good for him. That's what head coaches do. He only gets one shot at this thing. And so the Gophers now need an offensive coordinator. And by the way, they're one of the teams that may get in as a 5-7 and seven team to one of these backdoor bowl games as well. So lots going on here um, with the University of Minnesota football team. Keep it tuned here for Sports Done Right and our Facebook page. We'll keep you tuned there as well. Let me jump into this chat room as well because I definitely want to spend some time with my peeps out there. I got a lot going on. You know, Gov's got no producer, so the Gov has to run this board himself, man. But again, I just want to thank everybody for all that they do, and I appreciate the time. Again, folks, this is Vince Wright, the Sports Governor on Sports Done Right. You can find me on Spreaker.com. You can find our Facebook page under Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One, the number one after the Big Smooth, and you'll be in touch with everything going on with Sports Done Right. So, Sluggo everybody's in there oh sluggo thank you so much my brother ladies and gentlemen me and sluggo uh as doug stewart would say we bet some apples on that game um that we're going to talk about here in a little while the vikings and the falcons and uh well you know i'll be enjoying a nice bottle of don julio thanks to my main man mr sluggo yes sir yes and on a cold minnesota night my brother the governor could actually use that so we all good there thanks to our main man sluggo i appreciate that so thorny switch is in the chat room thorny on vacation down there in the georgia coast in that gorgeous city of savannah i hope you had a great great holiday with your mom and your friends and family thorny the chief rocker himself jersey Vern, is up in here qt my main man qt up in here of course, the Gov's mom, Reese Bell, Ma Bell, as she is now affectionately known by everybody, is up in here in the House of Representatives as well, um, bringing in that young, young vote of hers. And again, I appreciate everybody being up in here. Um, you know, keep listening. It's Real Cast Rangers. We got John Fisher coming up next after my show, Cooking with the Microwave. Uh, and my, my wife's in here, Angie Wright welcoming her the first lady um 
Absolutely. We will enjoy it, Sluggo. Thank you, my friend. And um, look forward to catching up with all you people as well back in person sometime soon next year. We're talking about getting a little weekend together. It doesn't necessarily have to be for the Doug Stewart Show, but we're going to do something. Ralph Scott and me, we're talking about that. So keep your ears open, people, and we're going to get ourselves a little vacation put together as well. So, All right. One other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we uh, go. Oh, actually, let's do this here. Let's move it over to the Big Ten Championship game. Ladies and gentlemen, Iowa undefeated. What can you say? They just keep winning. Um, we got some sound here, and this is, it comes from their coach. It is about four minutes, and we'll see how it goes and how it sounds here. If not, we'll, we'll cut out early. But uh, uh, Coach Kirk, Captain Kirk, as he's called down there in Iowa, was on the Big Ten Network earlier today talking about Winning Coach of the Year, which he has now officially done. He is the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Congratulations to him. Um, And also one of the other things is he talked about this game here against Michigan State. And if you get access to this game Saturday night, folks, check this out. It actually should be a pretty good game. And I'll give you my thoughts after we come back. Here is Coach Kirk LaFrenz. It's it's really been uh, impressive to watch the guys. And it really started back in January, quite frankly. And tell me about that decision that you made in January to go with C.J. Beathard. You held a very unusual news conference where you basically said, I'm kind of starting from scratch. I'm committing myself to being here more. I'm changing a lot of the things that we're doing within the program. Tell me what was the chain of events that led you to get to that point? You know, it's interesting. Um, when you say you have two quarterbacks, usually you don't have any. I think it's proven out that we had two very good ones. Jake's done a great job this year. And actually, two years ago, we had Cody Suckle, who did a great job at Louisiana Tech a year ago as well. So we've, we've been very fortunate. But um, that, that part of the equation was really about C.J.'s development and his uh, maturity, uh, just his growth last year. And we felt like we had to make a decision for the benefit of everybody back in January. And uh, last season, quite frankly, we had a couple games that ended up very in a disappointing fashion. So it gave us a chance as a staff to put everything on the table and just talk about everything about our program and see if we couldn't do some things maybe to, to improve and move forward. I think we all know the scrutiny that you were under in the state. You were 19 and 19 over the previous three years. There was definitely some grumbling from probably a small group, but a vocal group. Were you at any point thinking, hey, maybe this has run its course? No, not really. And, uh, that comes with the territory if you're going to coach and you coach long enough in one place you're going to have the valleys as well as the peaks so you know you better get used to that and really i, I gotta tell you dave i think if uh, to me it, the change in our program really took place in 2012 norm parker retired ken o'keefe joined joe philbin down in miami so we have new leadership with our coordinators and soon thereafter uh, you know a lot of staff drummers so we really have six new coaches on board since 2013 and uh, to me, that was the beginning of things. We had a very good team in 2013. Took us a little step backward last year, but over the last three years right now, we've won 27 football games, so we're very proud of what the team's accomplished. Let's focus in on this weekend. I know it's a really exciting time for Hawkeye fans, and it's been a while since you've played a game of this magnitude, but certainly you've been in some enormous games during your time in Iowa City. It's just not with this group of players. So how do you handle with this group what for them is an unusual game? 
Well, first of all, I'm glad uh, not to be sitting on my couch watching the, the fifth <laughs> Big Ten championship game. I've, I've watched four from uh, the couch in our basement, so that, that's exciting. Not to be sitting around and actually be working this weekend's great. But as far as our whole football team goes, you know, they, they've done a great job all season. We've played in a lot of big games this year. Uh, our Illinois State game was a big game for us. So, you know, it's, it's another game. It's a very important game. But I, I think one reason this team's been successful, they've treated, treated every challenge like it was important. So, you know, this is, a, this is one more in, in the road. Are you someone who mentions the stakes, Kirk? Do you emphasize the stakes during the course of the week and before the game? I don't think I have to. And uh, these guys are in college. They're pretty smart. And they, I, I said last week, you know, some of them don't have cars. They may not eat, may not have clothes, but they all get technology. So... They, they know what's going on. And, and really, from our standpoint, we've been in a playoff mode since the start of November. What stands out to you as you watch Michigan State, Coach? Where do you want me to start? <laughs> you know, they're, they're just awfully impressive on both sides of the ball. Connor Cook's a tremendous quarterback. Uh, but they're, they're balanced. They run the ball very effectively. Certainly, he throws it well. They've got great receivers, good tight ends. On a defense, uh, typical Michigan State, they're extremely uh, talented. They're very well coached. And it starts up front. They've got an outstanding defensive line. So it's going to be a big challenge for us on both sides of the ball. To win, you must do what? Well, probably about eight things on that list. But uh, both teams have done a good job taking care of the football this year. That's going to be a big factor. Special teams are always a big factor. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we're just going to have to play our absolute best, but that's what you're supposed to do each week. You know, you're supposed to grow as a football team and try to improve. So I really think that's our focus as much as anything. Big Ten Coach of the Year, Kirk Ferentz. Coach, again, congratulations on the award. It has really been fun to watch this team this year, and we look forward to seeing you guys in Indianapolis on Saturday playing for a Big Ten championship. Thanks, Dave, and we'll look forward to seeing you. All right, folks, there you have it. The coach himself, Big Kirk, out of Iowa. The main man uh, totally revitalized that program here. Um, Last year they sucked, and now they are playing to go to the national championship for college football, baby, or the playoffs. And don't sleep on Iowa. But let's talk about this game here a little bit before we go to our next break. Oh, and actually, one thing I wanted to do as well. Um, actually, we'll do it after the break. We got the Big Ten started handing out their awards today. We'll touch on that after the break here. I got some sound from uh, Ezekiel Elliott. But um, you, you heard the coach there, and he has the utmost respect for the Michigan State Spartans. And as well, he should... This game, I, I believe, could really be a good one, and I'm hoping that it will be. You got 11-1 Michigan. Their only loss against uh, somehow Nebraska on that wild, goofy play at the end. They should really be 11-0 as well, or excuse me, 12-0. Obviously, Iowa's undefeated. They are the story. What can you say? It's all Iowa, and that state is going nuts, by the way, so... Um, this could be really, really something special. Michigan State, and this uh, information comes from Al Goldis. He's an AP writer. A very good article I found here today, and I'm just going to read from, from some of the things, paraphrase some of the others, and give you my opinion here. Michigan State has an explosive offense led by senior quarterback Connor Cook, uh, who injured his shoulder late in the season, could not play in the upset win at Ohio State, and we talked about that 
um, to, to Michigan State going down to Ohio State and winning with two backup quarterbacks is just incredible. However, he returned to play against Penn State in their regular season finale. He went 19-26 to for 248 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Cook has completed 194 of 337 passes this year for just over 2,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, just four interceptions on the season for him. Uh, very good general, very good senior quarterback. You know, just exactly what you want in a college quarterback is, um, is, is what he does. So uh, Connor Cook is, is, the, is the key, obviously, to Michigan State. But they got good tight ends. They got good receivers. So uh, keep an eye on them as well. Hawkeyes don't have any big-name stars. All they do is, folks, they just keep winning, man. C.J. Beathard, impressive leader. He completed more than 60% of his passes this year. Um, he was 184 for 303, 200, or just over 2,300 yards for him. For, he had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Hawkeyes feature a productive running game. Uh, obviously, that's led by Jordan Canzeri. He had uh, just short of 1,000 yards this year, 12 touchdowns on the season, and he's definitely shown he can hit the home run on occasions with some very, very long runs. Fellow running backs, LaShawn Daniels Jr., that's the one you want to keep an eye on, and Akram Wadley have also been productive. Iowa is stacked at running back, people. Iowa is stacked at running back. And when Kanzari went down, they didn't miss a beat with their backup. So, um, well, Gov, what's going to happen? What's going to happen Saturday night at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana? Well, let me tell you. A lot of people here have uh, offered their predictions. I think Michigan State is too good on offense. They have the experience. They've been in these big games before. They have wins over Michigan, Ohio State, and Oregon. And, um, you know, Iowa hasn't really played that caliber of schedule. Now, Let's flip this script here. What does Iowa have to do to win, Gov? If, if that's the question, let me put it to you that way. What, what does Iowa have to do to beat Michigan State? They got to play solid football, which they normally do. They have to be extra tight in their defense. They cannot give up any big plays to Michigan State. Their defense at times has been a little lacking. The Gophers put up points on them. Other teams have put up points. And they're going to have to tighten up the defense extremely to, to, hunk, to hunker down there and keep Michigan State in check. If they can do that, and, they can, you know, anything is possible, folks, then they can win this game by about four to seven points. I, I, I definitely believe so. Uh, C.J. Beathard is a very underrated quarterback, and plus he's a very good athlete. That's the other thing as well. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I think in the end, however, I think Michigan State wins by 7 to 10 points somewhere in there. Again, unless Iowa plays the defensive game of their life, I see Michigan State winning this game, and Iowa obviously will get a very, very uh, good bowl game out of this. They travel well. They bring the whole state with them. So let's see what happens, but that's how I'm calling it. And it's not so much that I, obviously I'm a Minnesota grad, so people go, well, you're just going against Iowa because you're a Minnesota guy. No, I have the most, the utmost respect for Iowa. 
If you listen to my past shows, I have done nothing but give these guys props, even though I, I hate that they've, uh, you know, <laughs> that they've won and at the expense of my Gophers, obviously, this year as well. But Iowa, very solid. Um, and, and they're scrappy this year, too. They, they seem to be playing football down there in Iowa City with a little bit more of an attitude. So, all right, folks, 42 minutes in, sports done right. I've even, man, I've even been forgetting to tag myself here. You're listening to the sports governor, Vince Wright. That's me in the executive mansion, folks, deep down in the bunker. And let me tell you, we're going to come right back after this break with a little tribe called Quest. And we will get into some of the awards of the Big Ten season. Those have started coming out. And we'll be right back. Do I love you? Do I lust for you? Am I a sinner because I do the two? Can you let me know? Right now, please. Bonita Applebaum. Question the authority. Things some brothers don't. Thank you. 
When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? The Gov is back. Yes, love it, love it, love it. What's going down, everybody? You are listening to Sports Done Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Studio audience was cleared through security for tonight's show. Hanging out with me and the First Lady here at the Executive Mansion. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor in Minnesota. And you are listening to Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. We're probably going to add a Friday night show here to this as well. Because there's just too much going on in sports as we speak right now. Virginia, the 10th ranked Virginia Cavaliers, 19 seconds. They are up 63-58 to on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes just fouled. So it looks like if these two free throws are hit, the University of Virginia should come out of their ACC Big Ten Challenge game with a victory over Vern and T. Miller, also known as that Ninja's Buckeyes. All right, folks. So as I touched on here earlier, we're going to get to the uh, awards um, coming out here in the Big Ten Conference. But Gopher fans, one last thing. The Gophers lost their fourth player from their 2016 recruiting class today when Sean Foster, a consensus four-star All-American, or excuse me, four-star offensive lineman from Illinois, announced he won't be coming to Minnesota. The 6'8", 285-pound Foster is ranked as the nation's 19th best offensive tackle in this class by Rivals.com. He had offers from Nebraska, Virginia Tech, and Kentucky when he committed to the Gophers last April. Foster posted a statement on his Twitter reading, quote, After speaking to the coaching staff at the University of Minnesota, it is in my best interest to decommit immediately and explore my options. I greatly appreciate all the Minnesota staff or all that the Minnesota staff has done for me. I am saddened by the recent departures of some amazing coaches and look forward to becoming part of a great university. So there you go. Um, Obviously, that goes back to Tracy Clay's getting rid of Matt Limegrove for the offensive coordinator. Uh, so, uh, also after that, Tony, uh, Pol- Poland, I hope I pronounced that right. He is a three-star quarterback out of Michigan. He did committed or decommitted citing ever-changing leadership at the university of Minnesota as well. So the Gophers still have 14 players committed in this class. That should have been around 20 or excuse me, um, 18 with signing day coming February 3rd. Foster had been one of the uh, two four-star recruits in the class, along with Eden Prairie linebacker or Carter Coughlin as well. So there's still some names out there. We're going to see what happens here. And good luck, University of Minnesota. Good luck. All right. So let's move on. Uh, Big Ten Conference has uh, dis- started handing out their awards. So let's get into it. And as we've already discussed, yes, Kurt Ferentz is the coach of the year for the fourth time. Yeah, you got to give it up, got to give it up. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there are some good things going on here because obviously Jim Harbaugh 
Uh, nine and three in his first year at Michigan. What can you say? Hats off to him. Uh, a phenomenal job done there. And if uh, Kurt hadn't gone undefeated, I, probably Jim Harbaugh would have been coach of the year. But we also want to give a very special executive uh, order and uh, a big shout out to Pat Fitzgerald. Because, folks, remember how bad we thought Northwestern was? Northwestern finished 10 and 2 this year so hats off to coach Fitzgerald down there as well because he definitely knew he had the right to ship he got his players involved he got his players back on track and lo and behold like I said they are 10 and 2 and going to be looking at a nice bowl game as well so congratulations to the coach Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats um, they were six and two in conference as well. They also beat Duke this year as well. All right, so a um, couple other things coming out. Oh, offensive player of the year was Ezekiel Elliott. Give it up for our man. That's right. You know he may not have the breakaway speed. He may not, um, you know, be the fastest guy in the world, but, man, he's a player. He, he, he plays. He throws his heart out there. People tried to throw some shade on him after that loss to uh, Michigan State. You know, kids have a, you know, there's nothing wrong with being honest. And, and if that's how you feel, I didn't really think there was anything wrong with what he said. You know, he just wanted to hand the, get the ball more. They were wondering about some of the play calling going on. That's okay. I understand that. But, you know, he is the Offensive Player of the Year. And the Big Ten Network's that very, very lovely Taylor Rooks. Yes, sir, indeed. Uh, she uh, had a quick minute here with the, uh, the Offensive Player of the Year this year. Obviously, you have drawn comparisons to other top running backs around the country, but you've said you have full confidence in your ability as a running back. Where does that confidence and mindset come from for you? I think it just comes from my teammates. Every time I go out there, I play for them. Uh, it's all about the team effort, and I'll do whatever it takes to get the W. And you talk about your team a lot. You're very close with your offensive line. Tell me how you all's relationship off the field has helped translate to your success on the field. Line, they're kind of a weird group of guys, you know. I'm a little bit of a weird guy, and so that kind of gels together. And uh, we have a good time, you know, joking around and goofing around off the field. And that then it just carries over a lot of chemistry from off the field to on the field, where we just gel together, like to work together, and we kind of beat off each other. Well, while fans have expected a great deal of youth from you throughout the season, you have very high expectations of yourself. So when the game is over and you go home on Saturdays, what does success mean for you? Success to me is just a good team effort going out there showcasing our abilities the best we can and uh, doing whatever we can to win the football game. All right, Ezekiel, thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations on being the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. All right, and there she was, the lovely, lovely Taylor Rooks. Yes, indeed. Talking with Offensive Player of the Year, Ezekiel Elliott, and expecting big things from him on the next level. And wish him nothing but the best of luck there as well. So, uh, Big Ten Quarterback of the Year. Uh, that was won by Connor Cook out of Michigan State. Let's give him a quick round of applause to the audience. Yes. All right. And a nice little side note. On a nice little side note here. 
Indiana's Jordan Howard was the other uh, running back, uh, first team running back this year as well, along with Ezekiel Elliott. But Ezekiel edged him in terms of being the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. But uh, they are both the uh, first team running backs. Uh, Jordan Howard did a very good job in Indiana this year as well. So lots of lots of good athletes in the Big Ten, man. Um, wide receivers, uh, first team uh, all conference: Jehu Chesson from Michigan, Aaron Burbridge from Michigan State, uh, center Jack Allen from Michigan State, guard Jordan Walsh from Iowa, Pat Eflin from Ohio State, tackle Jake Conklin from Michigan State, tackle Taylor Decker from Ohio State, and tight end was a uh, first team tight end was Jake Butt at Michigan. So. There's your first team offense, ladies and gentlemen. Hats off to them. Great job, great job there. Um, what can you say? A lot of good athletes in this conference, man. A lot of good athletes in this conference. So keep it tuned here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, playoff poll is out. Clemson, number one. Alabama, number two. Oklahoma, number three. Iowa, four. Michigan State 5, Ohio State 6, Stanford is 7, Notre Dame is 8, Florida State 9, and North Carolina finishes out the top 10. Good job by all those teams, but unfortunately it's the top 4 that matters. And obviously with the Big Ten Championship game, the winner of that's going to be in. Oklahoma, you know, I'm still wondering about the big jump that they took to get here, people. But... It is what it is at this point, so what can you say? Oh, man, I don't know, I don't know. But, again, you're listening to Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, appreciating all the love that everybody has given this show. I really do appreciate it. And, man, what can I say? What can I say? Sports Done Right is, is, is taking off, going in the right direction. Part of that real cast family of podcasts. We got Jungle Brother. Uh, that Ninja doing their thing with the Black Quarterback show. We got Cooking with the Microwave coming up after this show. Uh, Jersey Vern's out there doing his thing. And, um, I mean, what, what can I say, man? Jungle Brother, he is uh, definitely, uh, well, he has become the Ted Turner, like I said. He has become the Ted Turner of the Spreaker Nation. So congratulations to him. And... I am just very happy to be part of it. So, folks, is there anything you guys want to hear? Anything you guys want to talk about tonight? Let me know in that chat room. If anybody wants to get up on that phone line, we can make that happen as well. All kinds of fun stuff happening tonight. I'm going to throw our next next, uh, break here. So smoke them if you got them, have a drink if you're drinking it, do what you got to do, and we will be right back after a little diggity domino. Here we go, here we go, as the tune starts to loop with the back, 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 yeah, yeah. One, two, three, if this is OJ, the great switch to move your booty, Remember cause I'm still kinda faded So I close my eyes and thank God that I made it Now I 
When you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, 
Let's get back to the show. Yes, indeed. Sports done right. That's me, the sports governor, Vince Wright. Every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com is where you can find this wonderful show. We are live from the Situation Room somewhere in this great state that we call Minnesota. And we will bring you everything in terms of Minnesota sports. Big Ten coverage, uh, just coverage in in this part of the the north-central region of the country. A lot of good athletes, a lot of good sports going on. And we got uh, game number two here of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And this one's a little different because Maryland, that's right, they are Big Ten now. So we have Maryland taking on Jungle Brothers University of North Carolina Tar Heels. All right, player introductions have just concluded. We'll keep an eye on that score as well. And speaking of scores, people, you know what? Let's... Let's keep you updated here. Let's uh, catch up here before we finish off with some college football. Uh, Let's update you here. NBA, we have finals in Philadelphia. Look at this. Philadelphia 103-91 over the Los Angeles Fakers. Oh, man. Los Angeles. You should just feel a damn shame. That is just ridiculous. Anyway, Philadelphia gets the win. Look at that. And we have Washington over Cleveland tonight as well, 97 to 85. In the fourth quarter, we have Brooklyn by a bucket, 87 to 85 over the Phoenix Suns. Orlando is uh, beating my Timberwolves, 68 to 53, with about five minutes left in the third quarter there. And we have the Memphis Grizzlies trailing New Orleans, 76 73, just under six minutes left in quarter number three of that game. The late game tonight from the West Coast is Portland and Dallas. Dallas heading on up to the Rose City. See if they can pull out a win over Portland up there. So lots of good things happening as well. Um, Second period here for all the hockey fans out there. All right, Blackhawks have come back on the home state Minnesota Wild. And with uh, just under two minutes left in the second period, it is 1-1, Chi-Town and Minnesota. Nashville is trailing the uh, Arizona in the second period, 2-1. Florida, 3-1 in the, in the second period over St. Louis. And Dallas is up 1-0 on Calgary. So, all right, folks, let's get into this college football here. So, we talked about the top four. And... You know, first off, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan State, we got to say here. They're, unfortunately for, for uh, that ninja and, and Vern from Jersey, I just don't see a way of Ohio State getting back into this. Um, I, I really don't. It would take a minor miracle. I just don't see it happening. So, unfortunately, Iowa, Ohio State is on the outside looking in this year. And um, let me jump into the chat room, the House of Representatives, because we got everybody in there, and I got to start paying some attention to the the fans, to the constituency out there. So we got Jersey Vern out there. He's chatting it up with uh, Sluggo. We got Thorny Switch. Um, Jeff was in earlier. I don't know if he, he may have peeped out. I know he's probably listening, even though he may not be in the chat. 
Real Cast Ranger, Jungle Brother, I will get a legion of three-star players going hard for 60 minutes. And you know, Jungle, that's a very good point, my friend, because you are absolutely right. And that goes to the coaching staff down there again. They, they get these three-star, an occasional four-star player, but again, they get coached up down there by Kirk uh, Ferentz. And, um, th- and I actually think I may have called him Kurt LaFrenz earlier tonight. I, my mind's on Kansas basketball instead of where it should be in the Big Ten Conference. But uh, Coach uh, Ferentz, um, this is what he does. Every few years, he is able to get himself a squad. He coaches them up, and then they're a stellar program for a couple years. So very good point there um, by the Jungle Brother. That ninja said, uh, stayed primarily around Sunbury, Steltzer, and 161 Chief Alt Rocker. Oh, they're talking about something there. Who else we got up in here? Again, the First Lady. Um, Jeff from earlier tonight, Thorny Switch. Uh, Mom was in there, K3000. So I appreciate everybody in the chat room chatting it up, having a good old time. Um, Sluggo, we got your Georgia State love for Sluggo, of course, is a. Uh, a Georgia State alum, and we always show his squad some love up in here. Jeff's still there. Good to hear. Good to hear. Didn't know if you were out in the garage there, homeboy, chilling in your uh, man space, if you know what I mean. But um, let's, let's get into this here. I'm going to talk about some of these teams here in the top 25. Then we're going to hit our next break before we transition to the NFL. And... Before we hit the home stretch, getting ready for John Fisher cooking with the microwave. So let's start with Stanford. What a game there. They come back. Last second field goal. Just when you thought the Notre Dame Fighting Irish had pulled off yet another miraculous comeback. Um, again, that luck of the Irish. Oh, um, the Stanford, they buckle down. Great coach out there, by the way, as well. They buckle down. They get the yardage they need. Give themselves a chance with a... Uh, a 40-some-yard field goal at the end, and look at that. They come back, beat Notre Dame. They still have a, a shot at the uh, Pac-12 title game, too, against uh, USC as well. So uh, if they can beat the uh, Trojans, things are looking up for the, the tree, as uh, they call themselves up there. Stanford Cardinal, which is the color, not the bird, by the way. Um, Notre Dame finishes 10-2 and after losing to Stanford. Uh, tons of injuries, but they had a very good season nonetheless. Obviously, just a couple points away from, um, you know, taking down Clemson. Uh, you got Florida State out there, dominated for Florida in the, in the game for the state. They finish at 10-2 as well. Um, they should be in a good spot, get a good, um, good game. And who knows, maybe... Well, we'll see. We'll see. But, again, good year by Florida State. Jimbo Fisher, by the way, is not going anywhere, people. So just kind of keep that out of your head. He ain't going nowhere. So, all right, who else do we want to talk about here? Let's talk about Baylor. Um, You know, perennial top ten team. The Bears saw their um, playoff chances obviously uh, go down with TCU. They're another 10-2 team this year and possible Sugar Bowl bid for them. North Carolina, obviously playing for a championship, conference championship there. Um, Too far down the list to get involved in the playoffs, but respect what they have done this year as well. So, um, again, what can you say? What can you say? Um, North Carolina looking for good things there. Again, we talked about Northwestern early. 
TCU had some injuries they had to suffer with. Um, Michigan, obviously, Oregon. Um, University of Houston, um, good job by them in the American Athletic Conference. And, oh, Les Miles. How about Les Miles keeping his job, folks? I did not expect that at all, but um, they seem to like him down there. So hats off, Les. You still got a gig, man. You still got a gig. All right, folks. So lots of things happening here. This weekend we have conference championships. The last shakeups in the college football playoff polls will occur this weekend because there's going to be some winners and losers. So let the games begin, people. This is going to be real, real fun this weekend. And, again, um, Clemson's number one, Bama's two, Oklahoma's three, Iowa's number four, Michigan five, and Ohio State's number six, Stanford is seventh, Notre Dame eight, Florida State is nine, and North Carolina is ten. So, all right, we are going to take a uh, break here, folks. Thank you for listening to my show. I am the sports governor, Vince Wright, live from the Situation Room, deep in the bunker of the Executive Mansion. That's right, sports done right with the Gov, Vince Wright. We'll be right back after you get no love with Faith Evans.
situation gets so wrong To the point we don't kiss no more Things I miss you don't miss no more Tonight I met you on the disco floor Every night since miss you more Making hits on tour Now when I knock you don't answer the door The phone ring you don't answer no more Cause you ain't trying to chance it no more About to find me a new diva Something pretty for P. Diddy and it's two seater Now you can never have a piece of my love So when you see me don't reach for no hug Or don't speak in the club Don't tell me how you deeply in love Other day you tried to greet me with thugs And wanted to heat me with slugs Send a message on my people that's bug Try to chill, lay deep in the cut But you keeping it up Even my girl think of beating you up The way you keeping in touch She don't know if you're cheating or what Bad boy, baby Faith, take me to the bridge Let's go You know what? Let's bring one back. Let's do a double take for Big Jersey Vern out there. Jersey, this is for you. Rewind. Oh, well, I guess that didn't really work out too well. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, I guess we'll come back. Sports done right, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night, situation room, Vince Wright. What can I say? I am the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. I am very happy to be that. And, uh, you know, lots of good things happening here as we move into the NFL. Our Minnesota Vikings, obviously, um, doing the do. And back in first place, and Sluggo, all because of your main man, Matty Ice, the Vikings with a 20-10 victory at the Georgia Dome over them dirty birds. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You are listening to Sports Done Right. On Spreaker.com, I'm Vince Wright, sports governor. And, well, what can we say? Adrian Peterson all day long, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Anthony Barr all over the field, forcing fumbles, knocking people around. And I hope he can keep that up because he's a very, very good linebacker. And I think he's finally starting to get confident with his game back there. So big things hopefully coming. From the main man, Anthony Barr, Coach Zimmer, had nothing but good things to say about this game, and especially after coming off that horrible loss to Green Bay at home. Um, you know, they lost 30-13. to Comeback, turn it around here. Vikings 8-3, and and they got a game lead over the Packers, who are 7-4. and And, you know, this can be a motivating win and who knows if Green Bay can lose a couple games, we can get on the streak here. Got Seattle coming up. We'll talk about that here in a minute as well as we preview that game. 
But what can you say? Lots of good things happening. Uh, Tevin Coleman for Atlanta had a big run in the early or in the early part of that game there as well. But then again, um, that's where our main man Anthony Barr came in, popped that ball loose. Um, Antoine or Anton Exum um, got the got the recovery. And just lots of good things. Now, one thing that the Vikings got to be still a little worried about is Blair Walsh, their kicker. Um, he did. Again, you know, he, he had a miss in that game. He's got to tighten it up, man, because if the Vikings are going to really do something here in the playoffs, they may be playing outside, cold weather, who knows what it is, um, in the elements at the very least, and they're going to need their kicker to come through from them as well. Captain Munderland had an interception. Lots of good things happening on the defense in this game. And I just think Atlanta, you know, just to flip the script over to my, my fellows in the chat room there, you know, we've been all over um, the, the radios. We've, we've been in other chat rooms, Doug Stewart's show, talking about Matty Ice. Is it time for Atlanta to, to part waves with him? You know, I was thinking about that earlier. And also I'll put this out here in the chat room as well as uh, we, we talk about the NFL here on Sports Done Right. Um, it's just something I want to get out there. I'm going to come back to it after I talk a little more Vikings. But what do you think about Philip Rivers? Is it time for San Diego to let him go as well? Um, discuss <laughs> in the chat room there. Again, just something to think about. Just something to think about. So um, uh, Minnesota won despite um, being without two of their safeties without um, during that game. Harrison Smith was out with a knee injury. Um, we kind of told that story, broke the news on the Sports Done Right Facebook page there. A lot of people didn't know that until so so it came through that feed. And Andrew Zendejo was uh, knocked out in the second quarter with a knee injury. Robert Blanton came in and filled in uh, for him. So Vikings got a little banged up in that game as well. So we're going to see what happens here because they go against Seattle. And Seattle themselves, folks, um, is, is pretty banged up themselves. Um, you know, Seattle's been a it's been a weird season for the Seattle um, football team there. The Seahawks have really had an up and down season. They, you know, they started their season with two losses. Then they won a couple. They lost a couple, won a couple more, lost one. Um, now they're on a two game winning streak. They're coming up here to play in Minneapolis TCF Bank Stadium, University of Minnesota. And they are looking to get their first three game winning streak of the season going this year. Uh, Seattle, you know, what can we say? Six and five, two and three on the road, coming off three straight home games in which they stayed uh, true to their uh, pattern of inconsistency this year. As uh, this report comes from Mark Craig here at, um, on, uh, I think this was the, the Access Vikings website here. Again, uh, Mark Craig is uh, the writer here. Seahawks have held a fourth quarter lead in all five of their losses. So that's the other thing that we're not used to seeing from Seattle as well, folks out there in the uh, House of uh, Representatives, the chat room there. Um, Seattle's been blowing some games this year. Been blowing a lot of games. Vikings um, running back Mar or will not have to face Marshawn Lynch, who's still out, hernia surgery for him. Obviously tied in Jimmy Graham, a torn uh, pec Patellar tendon, and not that he was doing a whole lot out there to begin with, folks, 
But um, anytime those two guys obviously are off the field, that should help you. Um, Jimmy Graham gone for the season. Uh, center Patrick Lewis started Sunday. He was questionable with ankle and knee injuries for Seattle. Their cornerback, Jeremy Lane, uh, he was injured in the Super Bowl. He had come off their physically unable to perform list, and he played in their first game, actually, on Sunday. Um, P. Carroll, he's made some shakeups out there, some different moves. He's moved Kerry Williams, um, who started the first 10 games at right cornerback. But this brother was so ineffective that he was actually benched in the 10th game for Deshaun Sheed, who's a 6'2", 220-pound strong safety. Point being, man, Seattle's in a little bit of shambles out there as well. And just something to think about. This is the time, if you're a Vikings fan, this is the time where the Vikings got to strike and they got to win this game. And they got to win the game kind of big. Again, these guys are, are banged up. They're hurting. Obviously, their quarterback, while, again, has had an okay year, he hasn't been totally dominant at all, Russell Wilson. So this is the time to strike against Seattle. And this you got to get this win, especially at home. Um, again, I think that the Vikings do find a way to win this game with Seattle. And I look forward to a very uh, good game. And I think the Vikings can come out and win this game 28-20, maybe 30-20, somewhere in there. Um, maybe more if the if that defense plays like it did in Atlanta because, uh, again, Seattle's banged up, and this may be the time to strike. So, All right, Vince Wright here, Sports Governor. Sports done right. That is me. I am chilling here in the Situation Room. I am here every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. We're going to start adding a Friday night show to the schedule here as well because, again, there's just too much happening in the world of sports. Um, Jungle Brothers out there, that Bama Lubbock Committee railroading my Tar Heels. You take out those two 1AA teams we trounced. Our schedule is tough as any top 25 team. This is ridiculous. My Heels are not in the top six. Um, unfortunately, Jungle Brother, you said it there, those two 1AA teams. If you're a championship quality team, you can't. You get the one on your schedule, Jungle, but you cannot have two. And you, you know it, man. You know it. But Again, great job by North Carolina. Uh, what can we say? Appreciate all the love for the our little daughter, Sydney. She, she pulled her groin muscle at basketball practice tonight. So the first lady is tending uh, to her. She obviously is not feeling too well right now. And um, much love to the, to the first daughter of sports here. All right, what else do we got here? Coca-Cola will leave Atlanta before Matty Ice says Jungle Brother. Long as Mike Vick's still playing, they're gonna keep Maddie, so there's no chance of Vick coming home. Wouldn't that be something though? I mean, to get Michael Vick back for one last go around in Atlanta, I would love to see that. And who knows, maybe they could also sign Terrell Owens down there and make it make it truly um a uh, not so much a circus, but at least a media spectacle. So all right, King 50. Oh, we didn't touch on King 50. King 50 joined us. What's up to him? I'm glad that you made it through. Um, again, all everybody in the chat room, Thorny Switch, Jersey, everybody Sluggo. Again, appreciate you guys taking a couple hours hanging out or however long you are with us here. I really, really appreciate it, man. So let's do this. Um, I had some... Some old tunes there for Vern, because I know Vern likes to throw down with some of the old school there. My bad, Vern. The audio quality just wasn't there. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to try and get Vern a little one of his jams on it. A little cool in the gang for you, Vern, as we take our one of our last breaks here. We got about uh, less than a half hour left on Sports Done Right tonight. Keep it tuned here, folks. We're going to come back. We're going to reset. I know this was a very quick segment. We're going to talk a little bit about this Denver game, uh, what it means for Peyton Manning's career or what's left of it, and also what it means for New England now that they got the loss on their um, record. Is that going to do anything to slow them down? I don't really think so, but we'll talk about it after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, sports done right on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night. Keep it tuned here. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down?
job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. Yes, indeed. Sports Done Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, sit down. You're too kind to the sports governor, Vince Wright, every Tuesday night. I am here on Spreaker.com. We're going to do a Friday night show as well, so keep your eyes open on my page on Spreaker for the Friday night show as well. And we got North Carolina in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And, folks, the ninth-ranked Tar Heels are putting it on the second-ranked Maryland Terrapins, at least early on. North Carolina's up 35 to 24, and the Dean Dome is rocking. All right, let's go out here to the chat room. Uh, Miss Thorny Switch says she really enjoyed the show. I appreciate that. She's headed to bed early. Wishes everybody a good night. Uh, we love you, Thorny Switch. Thank you for uh, listening, and I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully I can get Thorny Switch on my show. I know she's doing a show on Jungle's RealCast uh, channel on Spreaker. But I would love to get her on here because she knows everything Georgia football. Our main man, Sluggo. Unfortunately, we're stuck with Matt Ryan for a couple years due to the enormous cap hit we'd absorb if we cut him. It's, it's year eight for him, so his body of work speaks for itself. Right on, Sluggo. Right on. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it any better myself. 
John Fisher from a little earlier says, watch your mouth about my Lakers, Gov. We're going through something. Yeah, yeah, Lakers, man. They are definitely going through something. But uh, matter of fact, let's give a quick little update here. We got five minutes, 40 seconds left. We got Orlando. Ooh, Timberwolves have come back a little bit. We're going to have to switch that over in the situation room here. And um, Timberwolves are down by three, 86-83, five minutes, 40 seconds left. And Memphis is up 99-91 on New Orleans, seven minutes left in the number quarter number four. Ricky Rubio hits the first end of a one-on-one, or one-and-one, excuse me. Minnesota only down by a pair. And again, Philadelphia beat the Lakers earlier, 103-91. Cleveland lost to Washington, 97-85. Brooklyn beat Phoenix, 94-91. So, all right, Timberwolves in downtown Minneapolis at Target Center. We'll let you know how this game shakes out here as we're winding down on Sports Done Right tonight. And what can I say, man? Chat room's on fire. Appreciate everybody up in there as well. Again, um... Very impressed with this North Carolina squad that we're watching here as well. Big Grego in the house. What is up, my main man? And, oh, yeah, unfortunately, Grego, you did miss Thorny, but you're right on time for some talk about that New Orleans-Denver game, my friend. What did you guys think about that? Um, You know, 30-24 to is the final. Denver uh, going through everything. Hall of Fame quarterback not performing. Backup coming through. And the Denver Broncos are 9-2, and two, and obviously that was New England's first loss of the year. They are 10-1. and one. Man, I don't know. I think it's time, and I don't know if Peyton Manning, because of his ego, and of course I look at the uh, chat room here, the uh, House of Representatives, Grego says refs won, of course, of course. Um but Brock Osweiler, man, what can you say? He's 25 years old, first career start in Denver, felt right at home. And, you know, all of a sudden, man, people are calling for the head of Peyton Manning. Here's the Gov's personal take on this as we uh, kind of get into the tail end of sports done right here. Spreaker.com, Vince Wright, sports governor. Um, I think it's time for, for Peyton to retire. I think it's time for him to go. I think with the next stuff that he's been through, he's really chancing it. And at this point, you know, um, he's just not really doing anything. So um, I see Grego out there. He goes, what do you do when Peyton gets healthy? Jersey Vern, the chief rocker right after him, says, Grego, sit your ass down with that mess. Um, I think he's healthy now, Grego. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think he's healthy now. It's just, I don't know, father time is caught up. And by the way, the Timberwolves are tied now with Orlando 87-87. Target center is on fire. But, you know, uh, Grego, I think that that's really what it is. I think he's he is healthy right now. And he's just not completing passes. He doesn't look good. He's starting to look um, scrambled when he's out there. He's starting to look a little herky-jerky. And that's just not Peyton Manning football, obviously. Now, does he retire? No, he won't retire. He'll, you know, Denver will cut the strings maybe if, if, you know, this thing with Osweiler plays itself out. But also, this may not be the end as well. So, 
All right, John Fisher says we can rock to 11. All right, all right. We'll take it up for another 20 minutes. Um, let's see here. We're just past 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, yeah, we'll stretch it out a little bit here as well. There may be a little bit of a break, um, but we will we'll keep it going here. So let's do this here. Um, put that question out here as we expand the show here. We'll, we'll set up for a, a quick little musical break here in a couple minutes. But here's what the Gov would uh, personally do if I were Peyton Manning. I would retire. Um, I got my Super Bowl ring. I got nothing left to prove. I'm the all-time yards leader. I'm the all-time passing leader in the National freaking Football League. Nobody has thrown for more yards in this league that has been around for just about 100 years than me, Peyton Manning. It's time to go. It's time to... You know, get into the Papa John's thing if that's what you're doing. You know, go see your kids. Go, you know, get busy with your wife. Do what you got to do. I don't know, man, but it's time for Peyton Manning to, to to hang it up. He won't. He'll sign with another team because another team will give him a chance. And you know what? He may actually have a nice streak there. But like Grego has just said in the House of Representatives, it's all about the ego, baby. It's all about the ego. Mom, Reese Bell, Mother Bell is taking off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we love you, Mom. I love you especially. Good night to Ma Bell. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, that's what I think, man, about Peyton Manning. I, I think it's just it's it's time to go. You know, it's it's time for him to go, time to go. But, again, it's ego, all about the ego. And, you know, it's, it's just so hard for these guys to let go. It really, really is. So, um, again, New England loses 30-24. to 24. Uh, Nice run to end it at the end there in overtime. And, you know, what can you say? It was a really good, entertaining game. Denver's not out of anything yet, but this Osweiler thing is getting very interesting. He completed 23 of 42 passes for 270 yards. He had an interception and a touchdown. Tom Brady threw, he was 23 for 42 for 280 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions. Manning was sitting the game out in a walking cast that he had um, on his uh, foot, his left foot. So that uh, rivalry between the uh, arguably maybe the two greatest quarterbacks did not happen, folks. Did not happen. So, all right. But again, I think it's time. Peyton, you got to hang it up, brother. Come hang out with the Gov. Do some nice fishing up here in Minnesota. Take you go to check out a Prince concert or something, but yeah, man, it's time for him to go. Um, Denver keeps moving forward nine and two with with Osweiler in the mix, and it's going to be real fun moving forward here, folks. So let's do this here. We're going to expand the show here by a little bit. Give you, as uh, Doug said today for his show, some bonus stew. You're going to get some bonus gov. I'm um, going to stretch it out a little bit here so we can. Uh, 
let our main man John Fisher get set up adequately and look at this Kevin Garnett is in the game during crunch time and this is a surprise because normally he's on the bench right now so the big man the big ticket Kevin Garnett coming in here trying to help these guys win the game but oh they just got burnt by a uh, dunk here by uh, Oladipo so 89-87 Orlando is up on our Wolves. Let's check the hockey game here in the third. About just under 10 minutes left. Minnesota and Chicago still tied 1-1. And you know what, folks? Let's take a break here. We're going to reset everything when we get back. Going to talk a little bit more NFL. And then we're just going to shoot the crap a little bit as we get ready for cooking with the microwave tonight. It's all night long on the RealCast family here, that uh, RealCast channel. It is Teflon Tuesday, as we call it, and everybody is hanging out. We got it started with the Black Quarterback Show earlier, that Ninja and Jungle Brother. We rolled it into this show. Um, what can I say, man? Everybody hanging out in the chat room. Got my main man, Grego, up in the joint. Everybody else up in there. And then we're going to be cooking with the microwave tonight after my show so all right folks we're gonna take a quick little musical interlude here hit you with a little um neo possibly yeah maybe i think that's what we'll do here um we'll be right back i am the sports governor i am deep in the situation room here at the executive mansion this is sports done right people and you can find us on speaker.com every tuesday night and just so you know, the next three games for our Timberwolves this Saturday, Portland, the Lakers, and that's right, Kobe's last appearance, December 9th. Next, um, yeah, Lakers coming into town December 9th. And I may have to go check that one out and say what up to the Cobster. But we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Sports Done Right. Yeah, uh-huh. Your boy Juicy J. She bad. Yeah. In case you didn't know, you see that nigga, yeah. I keep me two hoes, like that nigga Jack Tripp. Uh-huh. I shoot in they face, like that boy Reggie Miller, and I kill that pussy, like my name Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Baby, I'm horny, and I ain't too proud of big, instead, show me the bed, early morning, breakfast, and head, and I got Tina, Tasha, and Toya, I call them the triple threat, all them bitches be soaking with this, the first night them bitches met. You know, from the moment she turn around She know how to back it up and drop it down She know she want all the fellas looking at Cause they know soon as a song come on this rap And she
taking me home. Yeah. Said I know she loves the attention. And she gave when she moved. Showing out with her homegirls. And she got me watching too, yeah. And she knows.
you want a job done right, you do it yourself. When you want your sports done right, you download the Spreaker app to your mobile devices and follow the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk and beyond. This is Sports Done Right. Now, let's get back to the show. Yes, 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 indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Sports Governor Vince Wright. That is me. I is he. And we are in the Situation Room, and we are winding it up here. This is the last couple minutes of the show. Then uh, make sure you tune in a little bit later tonight. We got Cooking with the Microwave going. I want to thank everybody in the chat room tonight for coming out. You know who you are, Sluggle, Jersey, Jungle, that ninja, my mom, my bell, uh, not the phone company, uh, the first lady, Angie Wright, all kinds of people in here, uh, the ever-popular Thorny Switch, of course, um, Sluggo, um, if I'm forgetting people, K3000, of course, um, and um, uh, brother-in-law Jeff, everybody else, and if I did forget you, obviously, you are in the thoughts. So let's just wrap this up here. Um, let's take a look at the schedule for week number 13. We got the Packers and Lions coming up here Thursday night. And look for Green Bay to, um, well, you know, do their thing, so to speak. Um, I think Green Bay will be all up in Detroit. Detroit's got all just all kinds of issues, man. All kinds of issues. So we'll take a look there. Oh, one of the things too that I wanted to talk about, and you know, we're in the last uh, just the last couple minutes here, but maybe we'll touch on this next week. And that's uh, the San Diego say goodbye to Philip Rivers. Has Philip Rivers done all they can there? Um, as we look here in the Situation Room, the Timberwolves are down 94-93 with two seconds, 2.7 seconds left. Oh, man, it looks like Wolves may unfortunately lose this game, I believe. Yep, let's see here. Yes, Orlando is at the line, so we'll, so we'll take a look at the free throws there. But, again, um you know, lots of good games coming up here, and we will see. We will see. Um, lots of good things happening on Sports Done Right. Hopefully, we will be able to be broadcasting as well from the Wingstop Restaurant, which is owned by my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Do a little live remote there. Uh, the Gopher football season is over, unless they are one of these teams that sneaks into a bowl game, but... So look for us. We're going to hit up a couple go for hockey games, a couple go for basketball games this year. Um, we will be at Target Center checking out the T-Wolves as the season progresses. And we got to get over and check out the wild game as well there as well, or as well as well, listen to me. And looks like Minnesota's moved ahead in that game to the one. Five minutes left in the third there. So the Minnesota Wild have gone up in that game. Good for them. And again, 25 seconds left. It looks like Memphis is going to win 113 to 104. They're up on New Orleans. And 96-93, three seconds left. We'll see if the Timberwolves 
in the next two minutes here before we sign off can maybe get a miracle three-pointer and get this game all tied up. But let's go through the schedule here again. Now, Thursday night game, Packers at Lions. Then next Sunday, the early games. You got the New York Jets at the New York Giants. Home games uh, for both, obviously. But New York will be the home team. The Giants, that is. Arizona will be at St. Louis. Atlanta hits the road against Tampa Bay. And that is going to be a very interesting game. Jameis Winston really playing some good football down there in Tampa Bay. Good for him. Uh, Bounce back after not looking too good in the first couple games there. Obviously, we got the Seattle Seahawks coming up here to TCF Bank Stadium in Minneapolis to lose to our beloved Minnesota Vikings. San Francisco's on the road in Chicago. That's going to be interesting. The Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Tennessee Titans. And the Houston Texans are on the road in Buffalo. Last two early games, you have Baltimore at Miami. And Cincinnati playing up in Cleveland, the battle for Ohio. Late games, you have Kansas City and the Raiders. The rivalry continues. Denver is at San Diego. Again, San Diego, I don't know what you're going to do with Mr. Rivers after this season. You got the Carolina Panthers going down to New Orleans to see if they can keep the undefeated streak intact there. And the Sunday night game is Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Next Monday night, you have Dallas at Washington. Uh, Not the politically correct term, but those Cowboys and the Indians. And the Redskins are, you know, they got, um, you know, been playing okay. So, you know, obviously Tony Romo is out. And, well, what else can you say? All right, so that's it for the NFL. And guess what? That's it for Sports Done Right tonight. I am the Sports Governor, Vince Wright, every Tuesday night. And check us out on Friday nights, Spreaker.com. That's the format we use. That's the website. Go in there, search us, like the show. Make sure you hit the hearts. We need to get our likes up. And spread the word with your friends there as well. You can check out our Facebook page at Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. That's my last name. And you can also hit me up on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. It is the final. Orlando has beaten Minnesota tonight, 96-93 at Target Center. So you can also email us at VMANN31, VMANN31 at AOL.com. Or excuse me, at gmail.com. Listen to me. Anyway. Folks, thank you again so much for listening to the show. This is Sports Done Right. We got Cooking with the Microwave coming up next, people, on uh, Spreaker.com. Make sure you just search Cooking with the Microwave. That's John Fisher. And follow him as well on Spreaker.com. Make sure you're following your sports governor as well on Spreaker. And Sports Done Right as, you know, well, we appreciate it. What can I say, man? Thank you so much. Stay warm out there if you're up north. And, folks, I will see you on the beach somewhere real soon. I got to get my Jamaica vacation planned because Minnesota winters ain't where it's at. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to Sports Done Right. Spreaker.com. Listen to us anytime on demand. And, again, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening to Sports Done Right. Tune in and turn up every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central on Spreaker.com. Search Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T Right. Hosted by Vince Wright. 
the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk. It's about time you got your sports done right. 